Hello and welcome to the Increased Odds Podcast. I am your host, Justin, with my co-host, Nolan. And today we're going over our bets for last week. And, um, yeah, they weren't good. So, I mean, we can go over mine, I guess, first. Just, you know, get those out of the way. Yeah, none of them. I went in a solid 0-4 this week. <laughs> um, all NFL games. I feel like my NFL picks have been trash for a while, though. For the last few weeks. Like, I think I've been, like, one in, one for two, like, each week the last couple of weeks. But it just hasn't hasn't been good. But, yeah, the Bucks got absolutely destroyed in their game. The Titans... Kind of got destroyed. It wasn't really close. Um, The Chiefs, what they win? But they only won by six. They were eight and a half point favorites. And they, the Chiefs started out like scoring 28 on unanswered points. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was 27 to 14 at the half. I don't know. Yeah. I, I stopped watch, I stopped looking at the Chiefs game because I thought it was like, a guaranteed hit. Yeah, it looked like it was going to be an absolute blowout. Yeah. And then the Broncos come back, and the Chiefs forgot how to play football in the second half, apparently. And then kind of same thing with the Bills, though, too. Yes. Like, they weren't, like, blowing out the Jets, but they were definitely, like, I mean, I didn't think, you know, they had that 10-point lead. I'm like, all right, we're they're nine-and-a-half-point favorites. They win by 10. Easy. And they... Win by eight because they give up a safety, a blocked punt safety. Like that was that's that just was so bad. Insane. Yeah, blocked punt safety to not cover. I thought that was a free hit. To be honest, yeah. So I mean, realistically, yeah, I thought the two biggest o- overdogs, I guess, were were the ones that were going to hit, and both of them just fell off down the stretch. That's but that's my biggest problem with taking those big, big favorites, points, especially right? in the NFL. Cause they just fall off a little bit in the fourth quarter, a late backdoor cover, and you just it's just a lot of points to to cover. But I mean the Bucks lost by like forty though, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. That game that game was real close. Super, super close. But and I think this is the first week the big favorites. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I think this is the first week the Titans have a uh, let me down. Didn't didn't cover. Didn't even win. It was embarrassing to a Jags team that just got like walloped. Yeah, yeah. By Detroit, but Detroit's a real team. Well, I mean, Detroit's playing good football right now. That's for sure. So, yeah. And then I think you're going to your Eagles game. Yeah, yeah. My big my big point spread team got out early and then just kept scoring. They never let their foot off the gas. Their defense let up a few late touchdowns, but they just dismantled them and yeah, went 3 and 1 on the day, 3 and 0 oh in the early games. Probably should have looked at a couple hundred dollar hedge. And I thought about it, but then I just never texted you, so 
Well, the thing is, like, we both like the Seahawks in that position, too, though. Oh, 100%. 100% thought. Even when they got behind a little and it went 14-20 into half, I was like, okay, it's probably still going to end up covering. But nope. And, yeah, I just, I don't know. It just wasn't meant to be. That big parlay just doesn't want to end up hitting for us. But that's... No. We we should have expected uh, it to be a rough rough week with no college games to bet. Yeah, I mean the college games have been where we've been making our hay. I feel like the last few weeks because I think both of us pretty much we've been going five hundred in the NFL games. We've both pretty much been going one and one win, one loss, one win, one loss. Yeah, you had a win and a tie a couple weeks ago. <laughs> a win and a loss, a win and a loss. I had a win and a tie. Like the NFL, we just, we've been hitting that 50% margin, but we've been hitting like two out of three on the college games. And now we're getting into the weird part of college where they, uh, you got everyone sitting out. So you got to figure out who's sitting out in the games too yeah. before you can bet them. And it's just, and we're betting them like a week in advance. So. It makes it even more difficult to know if people are sitting out because they may not have announced it yet. Well, that makes it all that much more fun. Yeah, totally. But really kind of a boring week with all NFL games and no actual games to bet. So especially when you lose every single one of your games. Oh, yeah. Like I was looking at them. I was just paying attention to the box scores and stuff, and I'm just like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> and then, but yeah, like I said, I, I really thought I was going to go two and two with the Bills and the Chiefs covering. No, 100%. But, and they just forgot how to play football, apparently, in the fourth quarter. Yep. Any other games you really wanted to talk about? No, not really. I didn't. I mean, the, the Texans, they were 17 and a half point underdogs. I thought they were going to win that game. Yeah, I actually had a three-game parlay with them at plus 17. And yeah, they... They should have won the game. They just decide to run up the middle four times in a row and not even try anything. I don't know if you watched that game at all. No. But they had the ball with like two minutes left uh, on the Dallas five. And they just run it up the middle four times, turnover on downs, and that's when the Cowboys drove down and scored to win the game. Yeah, see, that's what I just don't like that, like, that play not to lose mentality and you're a one in eleven team, like just or one in ten, I guess, at that point. Like just play to win the freaking game. Let yeah. your team do what they've been doing. Like, why I don't understand why coaches get so No, uh just uh kick the field goal. I was saying going to score. Oh. They actually got the ball on the Dallas uh because they got an interception or wait, no. They got a yeah an interception, and then they ran four plays for two yards. So they got an interception, first and goal from the four. Oh yeah, and then but they still lose by one. No, they still lose by one then. But then they they got it out to midfield and then threw it hail mary with like fifteen seconds left. They could easily gotten field goal range. They Uh scored with like fifteen seconds left. And they threw a Hail Mary from, like, the 50-yard line. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. 
I just, I don't know, too many coaches, they get, yeah, they go conservative at the end of games, you know, play bracket, zone coverage, keep everything in front of you. Oh, and that's exactly what they did, though. I mean, it's like you watch the game. And then, yeah, and then they just let you dink, you know, oh, yeah, we'll let you get six yards every catch and then run for another six or eight yards, so 15-yard plays every every play, like, doesn't take long to move the ball down the field if you're picking up eight to fifteen yards every play, right? And it's like you stopped them all game. Like, just keep stopping them. I don't understand. Like, just play your defense that you've been playing the entire game. Yep, it is very very stupid, and everybody does it. It's like it's like the the football uh, how to play football, and it just loses the game every time. That's the football how to lose a game and snatching defeat from the jaws of victory type thing. Yeah. I feel like every coach does it and they never learn and I just laugh at them every time. Like, you deserve that. Those Seahawks killed me. I could have been dominating over you. Oh, I know. Now I'm down by 30 bucks still. I could have just uh, been. Probably not. I don't think that's updated actually. It should be because uh, I was down like 180 or something, 200. So I bet it is. Maybe not. No. Ooh. Oh, it might be. I think it is because I'm pretty sure going yeah. into the week I was down almost like almost 200. dollars All right. Yep. Yeah, no, that's accurate. But yeah, I mean, you if you would have hit the Seahawks, you would have got what an extra 400 bucks. Yeah. All together, it would have been almost 500 bucks with uh yeah, four fifty with the game like or whatever. Yeah, hey, your uh, Tyree kill uh, touchdown, regular touchdown hit. <laughs> now it'll yeah, show I've up. seen that. Yeah, I still need the over to hit on that game though. So I don't know if that's gonna happen. Been a weird game. It's like they have the ability to score with ease, but then the defense looks amazing for like a couple drives. I don't understand it. Yeah. So I don't know. Army Navy. Uh, we can talk about that game a little bit if you want. I don't want to talk about that game because you're killing me, Smalls. I mean, okay. I really wanted to bet Army in the over, and Justin just didn't allow it to happen. And it was never even a doubt the whole game. It was obvious Army in the over. Lots of points being scored. Yeah. Army in clear control. Like, What was the over-under? It was like 36.5, wasn't it? Uh, 33.5. Oh, okay. So, yeah, they end up scoring 37. <laughs> yeah. With 17 of that coming in overtime. <laughs> like I said, never a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. 10 points in the first half, but 10 points in the second half, too, I guess. <laughs> but 28 yards passing. Oh, my God. Is that? That can't be real. 53 yards passing in the entire game. They never threw the ball. Like, never threw the ball. No, I know. I'm. You know, I mean, it's Army-Navy. That's kind of what I expected, but literally Navy, one pass completed for 25 yards and Army, two pass completions for 28 yards. That's impressive. Um, Oh, Army at least threw it 10 times. They just only completed two. <laughs> but yeah, Bills suck. Titans suck. Everyone sucks. Seahawks suck. Bucks suck. I don't know what's wrong with the Bucks. Like, I really thought this was the point, like, that uh, Germany game 
that the Bucks played and I thought was like the turning point for their season. They were going to start kicking it into high gear and playing and stuff like that, but they just they just suck. They're just just awful. Yeah. That is very 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 true. I'm with you with you there. I don't get it. Because the team really isn't that different than the team they won the Super Bowl with and the team they were winning games with last year. Like, I just I don't understand what's happening with that Tampa Bay team. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Brady just looks like he doesn't want to be there, if I'm being honest. I mean, that's fair. Brady also doesn't like losing, so. Yeah, I mean, he just gets so frustrated so early with everything that's going on that. Yeah, you'd see that in New England, too, especially with, like, new wide receivers and stuff because they wouldn't be where he's expecting them to be on the route. They'd run it, you know, two yards too deep or something like that. Yeah. And he's trying to throw it to a spot, and they're it's hitting him in the feet or whatever, but these are the same receivers he's had for, this is, what, year three now? Yeah. But they've been dealing with injuries, too. I mean, Evans and Godwin have been hurt a lot of last year and a lot of this year. So, I don't know. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe him getting divorced had something to do with it, too. I I mean, I don't freaking know. Yeah. Who knows? But, yeah, they look bad. I think a lot of it's the head coach. I think the head coach is just shit. It's fair. But, like I said, they get they get down and they just crumble. Like, they get hit in the mouth or something goes against them in the game and they just... They fold. They don't ever, they can't get themselves off the mat, brush themselves off, and keep going. Yep. So, I don't know. I feel like a lot of that's on the head coach. But I also feel like a lot of that's on Brady, too. Right. Yeah. Brady just isn't controlling the game well, and I don't know. He had his he had his moment of, uh, like, you, that one game, driving back. And as my dad would say, though, it's all, it's all in the script. <laughs> I saw someone say, uh, the NFL script writers uh, forgot what they were doing and put the same script out comparing the Bucks yeah, game last week dad, to the yeah, Raiders LA game this week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It is funny how similar those two games like went. Both ended 16 to 17, both late drive like they're like to a T. Yeah. Oh, <clears throat> identical Almost identical scripts. Yeah, that was funny. But, I mean, hey, Baker Mayfield, he's on the frickin' Rams team for a day and a half, and he gets a fourth-quarter comeback win. That's something special, man. Yeah, that's true. Good good for him. I thought he was just going to be stuck at uh, making dumb commercials the rest of his life. Move on to his car dealership. And the Raiders are horrible. Yeah, they're the worst. But smart problem with the Raiders is they'll have like they're kind of like the Titans, where they like they'll have one bad game and then they'll have a really good game, and then they'll have two really bad games and then a really good game. And you just need to figure out when they're gonna have that good game. Yeah, when Carr's not gonna shit the bed. I thought that was gonna be another one of their good games, but then they lost. Oh yeah, all they're momentum. 13, 13 to three at the half, and. Yeah, I thought I thought they were just gonna roll. That's with Carr throwing an interception on the five yard line going to score right before half. Yeah. Throw an interception in the end zone. Otherwise you're up twenty to three. Just ugly. Yeah, I agree. I just I I don't know. They just 
they'll be really good, then they'll be really bad. And I just, you never know which team's going to, that's why I hate betting them, because you never know which team's going to show up. But, yeah. hey, the Rams make going to the Super Bowl. You heard it here first, man. Nope, Brady's going to come through and uh, win a Super Bowl. I did uh, see a bunch of Lions fans complaining because uh, that cost them, like, because they have the Rams' first-round pick this week, this year, and the Rams were slotted for, like, the second overall pick. They're not, like, the fourth or fifth overall pick. Nice. So a bunch of Lions fans are all mad at Baker Mayfield for winning that game. But, hey. I didn't know the Lions even have fans anymore. Oh, yeah, man. They got a lot of fans. They have a ton of fans, but they all hide in the woodworks most of the time. Yeah. Or wear paper bags over their heads that say 0-16. Exactly. But, yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting. There's a lot of interesting stuff going on in college football, too, with the transfer portal and everything. It'll be interesting to see where everyone ends up. Because I guess, uh, what's his name? Um, Clemson's quarterback entered the portal. There's a lot of talk about him going to uh, Oregon or UCLA, I guess, which I think would be pretty good spots for him. Yeah. Playing in UCLA with, uh, what's his name? Chip Kelly. I think Chip Kelly could use him pretty pretty effectively down there. Um, Oh, Notre Dame's quarterback, I guess, entered the portal. I don't know if you saw that. Thank God I did not. Yeah, Pine or whatever. Yeah, thank God. But he still... But he was the backup all year. Well, he was starting, but because the other because guy got injured. Hurt, yeah. He's terrible. I don't know I don't know where he's gonna expect to go out of the portal. I don't know. There's so many. I am just I'm scrolling through here and there's just so many people in the like quarterbacks in the portal. Yeah, half of uh Alabama's team went into the portal, I heard. Not legitimately, oh. but yeah, no, they got 10 people in the portal right now. Yeah, I swear I heard 13, but yeah, 10 makes sense. I don't know, the website I'm looking at has 10, but could be more. At least uh, Stetson Bennett got Heisman, so. Oh, he did? No. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone saw, like, after either championship weekend or the final weekend of the regular season, it was like minus twenty five hundred. I was gonna say his Caleb odds, Williams yeah. Heisman odds. His, his odds basically went to he was winning it. Yeah, and so like the second you saw that, you're like, oh yeah, okay. So he's the Heisman person, and like everyone else, like I think the next closest guy was uh, Stroud at like plus two thousand or something crazy. Yeah, and it's just like yeah, okay. So we know how this is going. Yeah, the only thing that could have cost. Uh, what's his name is when he put fuck Utah on his fingernails. They were saying that's not a Heisman whatever standard. Of- well, yeah, I mean, Heisman does actually have like a character portion of the award. Right. I guess a lot so. Of, a I, lot of I mean, people it kind of makes oh. sense, but. I So I heard someone say, and I, I like this idea, though. They said the Heisman voting should happen after all the awards are already announced, and you can only vote for somebody who won an award. So basically it would knock half the quarterbacks out because like, the say, first six vote-getters this year were quarterbacks. Yeah, and that's unless there's 
outstanding. It's usually quarterbacks. Right, and that's but that's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't make sense because the, it's the most outstanding player in college football. The most outstanding player can't always be a quarterback. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and the fact that only one defensive player has ever won it is, like, insane to me. I mean, I, I can see that. It's hard to... The flashy offense is what people like to see, and, like, they have all the stats. Nobody really... Yeah, but, but like, likes Tyron Matthew, when he was down in LSU, like, he was a difference maker on defense. You can't tell me he wasn't deserving of the most outstanding player in college football award. That's fair, but, again, defense is boring. Well, yeah, I agree. And, I mean, the only defensive player to win it played return punts and played offense, so... Right, and I don't even know who you're talking about, so... Charles Woodson. Oh, well, he was just the greatest football player of all time. Well, yeah, obviously. I always like Charles Woodson. You've had a few that have finished in the top three, but no one that really... You know what I mean? But I I feel like Sue probably should have won it the year he finished. I think he finished second. Um... I don't know. There's a few that probably should have won it that didn't. Look at Hutchinson. Just because, like you're saying, the national media just they they see the stats. They they box score watch. They don't actually watch the games and see the players. Which I get it. It's a lot of games. To, you know what I mean? Like it's. Right. I don't. Ex- I don't expect you to watch seven thousand games to watch all these players playing. But but they're usually on main teams, so I mean it wouldn't be that impossible to do. Yeah, for sure. But the quarterbacks are going to have the stats, and most of them just go look at the stats and say, oh, yeah, he's got the stats, and that's what everyone always does. And it's like the stats don't always do the player justice, though, because it's like especially on defense, because it's like if you watch the tape and it's like, well, he's con- he contained and got pressure on the quarterback in that play, never shows up on any stat sheet, but it's still an impressive play. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that'll never show up on a stat sheet, so he's never going to get credit for a lot of these award voters for having done that. So that's why, yeah, when I saw someone say that they would like to see that, I was like, yeah, that's a really good idea. Because then it increases the chances that your defensive player can get recognized. Because then you you only have, you just have to go back and look at film for maybe a dozen or a half dozen guys. Like, because you have the best wide receiver, the best running back, the best quarterback, the Maxwell Award winner, which is like the best offensive player, the best defensive player, a defensive line award. You know what I mean? Like, there's only a few awards that you really got to go watch players for, and it limits the pool. And I think, and you'll get more people at the award show, too. No, I thought it was a good idea. Just because, yeah. I mean, Blake Corum was the highest non-quarterback, and he finished seven. To me, that's just the way it needs, needs to be, to Justin. No, I hate it. Quarterbacks just the way are trash. It needs to be. Look at MVP in the NFL. It's just a thing, okay? Yeah, I hate that too. I honestly, I'd rather just get rid of the MVP award altogether. Just have an offensive and defensive player of the year. No, they got to recognize the quarterback on the best team. <laughs> <laughs> the quarterback with the best team record. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I don't know. But that's what it seems like a lot of these awards are. It's just, you're the coach with the team with the best record. I mean, shit, you, you know Stenson Bennett was only at that award show because 
his team's was won the title last year and is undefeated this year. Oh, hundred percent. Like he he was probably one of the least deserving people I've ever seen at a Heisman Award ceremony ever. I thought it was funny that they uh were talking about the experience levels between Stenson Bennett and whatever his name is from uh TCU, Duggan. And uh Yeah, what a- just how they're both six-year seniors, and between the two of them, they have how much. But then Duggan is like five years younger than Bennett. But they were just making them uh, both seem no like they they were making them both seem like they were uh, like the same age and experience. And yeah, Bennett's like twenty-six, and Duggan is twenty-one. Yeah, there's no way Duggan's a six-year senior at twenty-one. <laughs> they were. They made the comment. I don't remember what it even was, but I forgot what that. So I'm saying Bennett was. Bennett was. I thought Bennett was 25, but yes. yeah, this is only Duggan's fourth year. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember. I'll have to go back and look at it. But yeah, they made something, some kind of comment about being between the two of them. Yeah, that's fair. I. Uh, it was funny. I saw some people posting. Uh, Bennett's stats this year and JJ McCarthy's stats for Michigan's and they really aren't that different. McCarthy's got a few less passing yards, but he's got fewer. I think he had more rushing yards, fewer interceptions, about the same number of passing touchdowns. It was interesting. Well, let's just uh, say that Bennett sucks. And yeah, no, I Bennett mean, definitely shouldn't have been there. He definitely doesn't suck, but he's not good either. His team is good, like we were talking about. Yeah, I mean, that's been McCarthy at Michigan and McNamara last year at Michigan. Like, they didn't play great, but they didn't have to. You're, right. Like, Michigan and Georgia right now are looking for, essentially, they want a game manager. That I mean, they're the 49ers. Give me a game manager. We got people around them. We'll make plays. Yep. And, it, you know, they're going to play for a national title. So we'll see how it goes. All right. You got anything else you want to talk about or? No, not really. You good. All right. We will call it good there. So, all right. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. Hope you guys had a better week of betting than we did because we (laughs) didn't even go four for four. We are four and four. We went three and five yeah it was gross it was a bad week overall so hopefully you guys had a better week hopefully our picks on friday will be better we got some college bowl games to pick this week so i am just hoping that we can right the ship this week and have a better week than last week so thanks for listening bye